Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I am your host, Caroline Rose Elena Stulte. Yes, that is my full name. And sadly, Joe is not with me today's on today's episode. Um, but I promise, Pinky promise, that she will be back better than ever with me next Monday. So now you just have to listen to my voice for this whole episode. So enjoy. <laughs> okay. But yes. Um, anyways, hi, welcome. Welcome to Middle Ground. If this is your first episode, uh, probably don't listen to this one first because usually I'm with Joe, but um, I doubt anyone's listening to this for the first time. But if you are, welcome. Hi, Caroline. Uh, nice to meet you. Anyways, let's get into grounding moments. My grounding moment is I survived 17 hours in the car there and back to Florida. And I'm so proud of myself um, because I did drive. I drove pretty much halfway and Chris drove the other half. And then my friend Virginia, who's from Italy, was also with us. But because she's from Italy, obviously she can't drive because she doesn't have her American license. So she was just a passenger the whole time, acting like a princess. So no, seriously, that was, she's amazing. But, uh, yeah. So my grinding moment is we survived that and it's over and now we can just be home. I'm so glad to be home. So if you didn't know this whole month of August, I've been home a total of five days, literally five days. I calculated it last night. I'm like, that is ridiculous. I've been just traveling with Virginia, showing her America, which has been such a blessing and a privilege and um i'm very sad for her to go she leaves actually this week and yeah so anyways that's one of my grinding moments and also my brother and sister-in-law and their baby so my first and only nephew um came to visit this weekend and they're they live in texas so we got to spend quality time my other brother came over and his girlfriend so all the family was together and it was just amazing so um, feeling very grateful. I'm very tired from all the travel, but it's a good tired because again, I'm so blessed and privileged to be able to do all the things I did this month and I am just grateful. So anyways, that kind of leads me in today's episode of traveling tips from me. I get these questions a lot, like in my personal DMs of, okay, you travel a lot and you have been um, on a lot of solo trips. So please, you know, give me your tips, give me your, you know, inside scoop on things. And so I decided what better way than to do a whole podcast episode about it. So, and I feel like with COVID lightening up, like a lot of people, more people are traveling. So here are my best tips I got for you. So if you guys didn't know, which I'm pretty sure 99% of you know, I used to live in Italy, so I used to travel all the time. Also for work, uh, Joe and I, for weddings, traveled a lot, and um, I was just privileged and um, very fortunate enough to have a family that really, uh, what's called, invested in traveling, and we really find value in that as a whole family of like, experiencing new cultures and, you know, making it work. And by no means, we're we're the richest family on the block, but our money always went to experiences over material things. So that is why also we travel a lot. Anyways, I don't know why I'm explaining to you why we travel a lot, but anywho, let's just get into the tips. So I have a list, but also I'm going to like tell my stories along with them, of course. So my first ones, I'm going to talk about like packing. Okay. People, you only need to carry on. I don't care where you're going. I literally don't care. There's no excuse. You can fit everything in a carry on. It might be a controversial topic to say that out loud, but I physically can't comprehend how people pack more than a carry on and take it on a trip. How? what are you packing? Like that is literally my whole closet in a suitcase. If I were to bring a oversized, I don't even know what they're called, literally the biggest suitcase you can get. I literally could fit my whole closet in that. Like, and yes, I have like a, not small again, like I'm very blessed to have the clothes I have, but I think compared to the average American woman, 
or even man, really, Chris has more clothes than me, but, well, Chris is an American, but anyways, you guys, what I'm saying, the amount of clothing that people bring on trips, astonishing, it literally blows my mind, you just need to carry on, people, you just need to carry on, but I will say, I was raised like that, so when we used to travel, like, as a family all together, we were allowed one, um, what's it called? one travel backpack so like not like a normal school backpack but the big ones that are like really nice and I had a fake north face one from Thailand and I wore it to death I really don't even think I have it anymore but that is all we were allowed to bring and so I became really good at packing so I'm I think I'm a master packer and really you don't need more than a carry-on and what I bring on every single trip is a carry-on and my camera bag. So my camera bag is a basic backpack, but of course it fits my camera equipment. And also it has like a, not large, but like a little space where I could, if I wanted to fit two pairs of shoes, but I never do that. I usually put my um, makeup bag in there. So like if I'm on the plane and I land and I have to go somewhere real fast, I can just whip out that and do my makeup in the car. Like I always carry my camera equipment with my makeup and then have a carry-on that's it that's all I bring that is on every trip I don't care where I'm going that's all I bring and the way you do that also is capsule wardrobe you guys know what that is I'm sure from from TikTok from all the things you guys know what that is um if you don't google it that's all you need to bring on trips it's literally capsule wardrobe bring the bare minimum and mix and match, outfit, repeat. You're literally on vacation. You could wear the same outfit every single day. No one knows you. No one cares. You could even do that in your hometown even. No one knows you or people know you, but like no one cares. Wear the same thing. Like, and that, this is coming from a girl that like likes to post on Instagram. I post on Instagram. I make content. Literally all you need is carry on. Promise. Swear to God. Next. The way you fit all the clothes is you roll them. That might be really obvious, but for some people, maybe not. Roll your clothing into tight, tight little rolls like sushi and pack them away. And I always put one side of my suitcase is all clothes and one side is all shoes. But honestly, I bring maximum two pairs of shoes, maximum. And quite frankly, I always wear one. Like I went to New York um, this month and literally... I only wore my Nike uh, Air Force Ones. Did not wear anything else. I packed a Nikes and my heels and literally only wore my Nikes. Also, if you pack more than one pair of shoe or if you pack two, always wear the bigger, chunkier shoe on the plane. I don't care if it's literally platform sneakers. Wear those on the plane because those will take up more space in your luggage, obviously. So uh, I'm trying to think what else about packing. Just get in the mindset of you do not need a lot. And there are stores wherever you're going, most likely. I promise you'll find it. It'll be okay. Oh, also, I never, ever, ever bring shampoo or anything liquid because I do not have time or the patience to get a bag out of my bag and, you know, put it through security in a separate bin. No, 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 no. I never, ever bring any types of liquid, like nothing. I bring skincare, but like, honestly, I always leave that in my bag and no one says anything. So I don't know if that's a good thing, but, um, again, it's not like huge bottles of liquid though. It's more like moisturizer and those kinds of things. But yeah, I never take that out and never have a problem. So I would suggest do not take any thing like that, but you do you again, but again, you just need to carry on. And it's basically a capsule wardrobe. So Google that, figure that out, and you'll be great. Okay, now on to like the nitty gritty of everything else, like besides packing, of course. So my first and number one thing, trust your gut. Anywhere you go, your guard needs to be up. I don't care if you are in the safest city in the world you need to have your guard up. And it doesn't mean like not trust anyone, but literally like how I see it is like I always think of people as bad. And 
I don't know if I'm going to word this right. That's not really true. Like I always see the good in people, but nine times out of 10, I always think they're bad until they really, really, really prove me wrong. And it's not like I'll be mean to them like at first, but I always assume like, okay, they're, you know, they mean something, especially men. Like if men talk to me anywhere else in the world, even in my hometown, I'm like, "Mm, what's your intentions? Like I try to be very blunt and be like, okay, what does this guy really want? And does he really want to be my friend? Does he want more? Is he trying to kidnap me? Like I try my hardest to observe and take it in and have my guard up all the time. And that's a big one. And I feel like when you travel to like, and again, when I was young, I used to have this mindset mindset of like, oh, no one knows me. Like I can let my guard down. No, 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 sister. Put that guard up and have fun. Of course. Yes. Have a blast. Have the best time of your life. But guard is up 24, 7, 365. Even when you're in ho- your hotel room, your guard needs to be up. Um, and trust your gut about everything like Uber drivers, um, people at the hotel, like everything. So another thing I like to do when I travel alone is any time. And honestly, even when I'm with people, I try to do this. If I'm in control of the um, like hotel arrangement, if I booked it, I always do this. So if I book the hotel, check into my hotel and nine, like literally, I don't even know why they do this, but like literally when you are checking in, they go, oh, so you're on floor three in room 306. And they say out loud. It literally kills me. I'm like, why in the world would you say that out loud? Like just write it on a piece of paper on the card and I can figure out where that is. Like I, it blows my mind because that is so dangerous in my head. I'm like, why would you say that out loud? Especially if I'm a single, you know, person, human being in a foreign city and you're just going to be like, oh, here's where you're sleeping tonight. Good luck out loud. No, 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 no. It kills me. So what I like to say is, hey, like before you say that out loud, um, I'm just write it down and I'm okay. Like, don't say that out loud. And yes, they do look at me really weird. Like, who do you think you are? Like, what the hell? But literally, I don't care. I do not care. I'd much rather them not say it out loud and them judge me than them saying it out loud and then getting followed or you know, the man next to me knows where I am. And even if the man next to me isn't scary or trying to do anything, I just don't want people to know where I'm sleeping. Like, that's it. That's all. And, you know, I should have that privacy and respect. Because I don't know. I I don't want to know where other people are sleeping. Like, you know, safety people. So that's another tip. Like, always say, because you write that on. Um, Don't say that loud. Yes, you will get judged. Who cares? Um... Also, when I'm in an elevator and I'm by myself in a hotel, I press my floor as well as the floor below me and the floor above me. So like if I get in an elevator and I'm alone, I press three buttons. And that way, like if someone were to see me go in the elevator and it stops on floor 15, 16, and 17, they don't know what floor I'm on. They have no idea. They think I'm on 15, but then... I'm probably on 16 because that's what I always do. So keep people on their toes, you know, don't let people have easy access to you at all. Um, Also, when you get in your elevator, or sorry, when you get into your hotel room, you open the door, always say hello, like, hi, hello. I always say that. Or like wherever you are, if you're in Italy, ciao, say hello in whatever language you're in. I always do this because A, sometimes hotel people mess it up and I have walked in and there's people in the hotel room and like it's awkward and you know it's always been a good scenario like obviously you don't want to walk in on people but like it's always been um fine in my case but you never know like what if you walk in and it's really late you're tired and then you flick on the lights after the door shut and someone's like in your bed and like freaks out you know it's just like safe for everyone involved just to say hello and if you hear an answer back, obviously there's someone in your room, you can exit. If um, you don't hear an ex- answer back, obviously you can enter and put your stuff down and you're alone. So I always say hello. And also I like to do this because um, if someone were to be like by me or anything and I opened the door and said hello, like they most likely think 
another person's in the room, which I want them to think there's another person in the room. You know what I'm saying? So I always do that. Um, so when you get in your hotel room, say hello, you know, no one says hello back, shut the door. Then you put your stuff down right at the front door and you look everywhere around the room. You look for people, you look for, you know, honestly, TikTok has made me look for cameras, like hidden cameras, literally, because that's the thing, people, and it's horrible and no one wants that in their life. So look, like look everywhere and um, under the bed, that's a big one. And just, you know, have your guard up, look around, Um, look around and then, you know, chill, lock the door, of course, lock all the bolts you can lock those suckers up and chill. Okay. So I think that's enough about hotel rooms. I'm trying to think what else I do, like, um, in hotel room. That's pretty basic general idea of like, have your guard up. And again, I say this and I think if you're, if you're someone and you're listening to this, you're probably like, wow, she does a lot of things, but like, it's so subconscious for me at this point that I don't even know I'm doing it. Literally, it's like I'm riding a bike. I'm programmed in my mind to do all the things I just said. It's not like I'm on edge or like nervous or like think something bad's going to happen. God forbid. Like I really do not think bad things, you know, happen. Obviously they do. But um, what I'm trying to say is like, it's so subconscious. And if you can get to that mindset of it just being subconscious, um, I believe that's the goal because by no means do I want to scare anyone, but you know, things do happen and you need to be on guard. That's all I'm saying. So trust your gut. Um, what else do I do? So back to Ubers and when you're like out in the city, I'm going to use New York as an example. I was just in New York. So we were out. So it's me, Virginia, my friend Golda came and then Virginia had a friend in Italy and she um, was happened to be in New York at the same time. So all four of us went out, like we had drinks, um, did New York things, you know. So one guy came up to us and he's talking and I was like on guard always. Like I'm on guard. I give people the benefit of the doubt, yes, like because we were in public, like he seemed fine. Um, from a visual point of view, he seemed normal. But again, I let him talk, you know, he, he, and he was older, like he wasn't really flirting with us. I think he was just kind of lonely. I, that was the vibes I got. So anyways, he was talking and he said like, oh, where are you girls staying? No, 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 no. Red flag, major red flag. And people, if someone says that to you, I don't care if it is literally like love at first sight, the love of your life just walks in and someone asked you that even a girl, even a girl that you really do not know, I would never tell them where I'm staying. You lie. You literally lie. You say, oh, I don't really know, like somewhere over there and point a random direction and change the subject. Do not tell people where you're staying. Um, Ever, ever, never do that. So that's what I did. And we're like, oh yeah, I wish they know there or whatever. And change the subject, like literally change the subject and move on. But yeah, never, never tell people where you're staying ever. Please, please for me, never do that. Lie. I don't care if you were taught lines. Hey, the worst sin you could possibly do. Lie. Please lie. Please say something so random. Please do not tell people where you're staying. Um, another one, if you're in an Uber and you're by yourself or with people, whatever, and I'm going to use by myself as an example because this is what I do. It depends on the vibe. So I feel like Ubers can go one of two ways. You get in and the Uber driver is so talkative. You know, you guys know you've been an Uber driver and they're like, that is their life purpose is to drive people around and talk to them, which is totally fine. I totally get it. You know, they're extroverted. They want to talk. I, however, do not want to talk to you. So if someone talks to me and is a really chatty Uber driver, I lie and I find it really entertaining and I've said this on my Instagram story but I literally make up a whole story my name everything like I totally lie and yes my name's on the fucking or sorry don't mean to cuss but on the uber app but 
I literally am like, yeah, like I was born here. I usually always say I was born or raised in the city I'm in. So if I'm in like Maine, yeah, I was raised here. So A, they know, you know, the area. B, I also lie about like being married or my boyfriend, my husband, or my father is waiting for me. I always say that like, yeah, my husband's at home. Like, or yeah, my husband's meeting me at the hotel or my brother. Always, 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 always. And like whatever um, term is good for you, like say that. Um, So I always say that. And I always say, yeah, I'm from here. And even if they ask me questions, like you can dodge a lot of questions because I feel like people get nervous when they lie, which yes, it is not okay to lie. Like, please do not lie in general. But in circumstances like this, I find it really entertaining. And I, again, it's almost subconscious to me because I do it so much, especially when I'm alone. So like if they say, oh, like, so you're from here. Like, have you been here? Lie. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I go there every Saturday. Like, just make it up. No one cares. Like, you're never going to see that person again. So lie. Um, and if they're quiet and if they're talkative. So like in general, I watch the Uber app like it is a ticking time bomb. Like I watch that thing and make sure the driver is going exactly the route that the Uber app says. If they veer off, which again, I've knock on one, never had that happen. But if it were to happen, like I would be like, okay, I'm in danger, you know, like literally watch that thing like it's pure gold and make sure they're going the right way and, you know, everything's taken care of. Um, I will share this story though. So in New York, when we came back, um, actually, sorry, we were in New York and then we were about to leave New York. So we're in the New York airport and now traveling, by the way, is like a total nightmare, like with the planes with pilots everyone's on strike so keep that in mind also like your travel plans probably will change your flight probably will get delayed or mixed up so with that being said like give a little wiggle room of like timing and you'll be set so anyways we're done with New York we're about to fly to Dallas because that's where my car is and that's where we flew out of so we're in the New York airport and no flights, literally cannot get a flight. No one, there's no pilots or not enough crew. We cannot get a flight home. So I was like, okay, no biggie. Like, and I'm one of those people like, okay, just roll with it. Like, unless I really need to go somewhere, like it's okay. Cause there's people that, you know, have to go to funerals or really need to make that plane for a business meet or whatever. You know, if I'm just going home, like, it's okay. Like I'm going to just relax, take a deep breath and figure it out. So I go up to the counter and I'm like, okay, like, are you sure you can't find me a flight to Dallas? They say no. And I'm like, great. So what I need from you is I need, and also be assertive. Don't be rude, but be assertive. Say, I need um, a hotel voucher and a transportation voucher to that hotel. And of course, they're like, yes, because, you know, it's their fault. There's no... um, plane. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. If it's the airline's fault in any way of like them making you miss your flight or them, it's wrong on their fault on their part, like it's their right to give you stuff. So if you know that, then you can be assertive and then you can get it. They're not just going to give you it. You have to ask. So anyways, so I asked for that and they said, yes, you can have a hotel voucher for tonight because the next flight is only tomorrow. Perfect. So me and Virginia get the thing and we get the um, transportation shuttle voucher as well. So we don't have to pay to go to the hotel. Anyways, long story short, we get that. And the girl says, okay, so go downstairs and, um, the car, the shuttle will say this on it and it will be white. And I was like, perfect. That's easy enough. So I take the voucher. It's, you know, a piece of paper and, um, go downstairs when I walk outside, literally, I take one step outside with Virginia and this man comes running to me and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, why, why, literally, why is this man running at me? So I'm freaking out. I like turn away from him and he grabs the voucher out of my hand and he's like, oh, voucher, voucher, come with me, come with me, come. And I'm like, uh-uh, what you think I'm just going to come with you? So I literally take it back from, rip it out of his hands. I'm like, Virginia, come with me. And then he's like, no, 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 I'm the voucher guy. Like, I'm the shuttle. I'm, the, I'm like, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, really? Like, I took one step out. Like, no, uh, no, I don't trust you. And we're two girls. Like, no, no, no. 
So I'm like, Virginia, come with me. So then we like sit down and then he comes like over to us and there's people around. So I feel like, I don't feel like safe, safe, but like there's people around, there's witnesses. Like he, he seems fine, but I was just like, why is this man want us to get in his car? That's so, no, that's not good. So I sit down and he's like, no, 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 seriously, I'm the, you know, shuttle guy. And I'm like, okay, whatever, like whatever. And I'm still sitting there like trying to assess my situation. And I'm like, oh, where's your car? And he points to it and it's literally guys, it's lime green, lime, like not even like forest. No, this man's car is lime green. The woman told me it would be a white car. I was like, okay, no. And I, and then I immediately stopped talking to him. I was rude. I was like, okay, yeah, stop talking to me. So then he like walks away. He's like mad at me, like angry. And I'm like, I do not care. And that's the other thing. Like if you feel like you're in a dangerous situation, don't be afraid to be rude. Like it is better to trust your gut and be wrong than trust your gut and, you know, follow through. Oh, wait, am I saying that right? I think you guys know what I'm saying, but trust your gut and no. So I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not getting in your car. Well, the other thing I forgot to add was while we were with the lady giving us the voucher, she asked me for my phone number. So she asked me for my phone number and she said that the guy would call me. So I was like, okay, like this guy didn't call me. And I didn't tell him that because I didn't want him to be like, oh yeah, yeah, I forgot to call you, you know? So I was like, no, no, he didn't even call me. Like the people have my phone number. So anyways, I'm sitting there with Virginia waiting for this white car literally 15 minutes pass and I'm like okay where is that white car like I'm so confused and at the same time like I'm like you know trying to figure out where the white car is the shuttle the lime green car person gets a um like 90 year old couple into his lime green car and he's like, guys, guys. And then he comes back over to me in Virginia. It's like, guys, 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 like they're re- waiting for you. Like we got to go. And I'm like, dude, I'm not getting in your car. And like, I just ignored him. And I'm like, Virginia, do not look at him. Do not talk to him. She's like, okay. So like, again, there's people around, like it was fine. And his car was a taxi. Like it wasn't just a lime green car. It was a lime green car. That was a taxi. So literally he puts the 90 year old, literally nine, I'm not even exaggerating. Both of the people were 90 years old. I'm sure of it. And he kept being like, they're waiting, they're waiting. I'm like that poor couple, they just got in that car. Like they have no idea what's happening. Like, you know, but it's not my job to like save them anyways. So we're like still waiting. So we wait another five minutes for this white car, no white car. The green car is still waiting for us. And I'm like, oh my God, why is he not giving up? Like, just drive the old people. I'm so confused. So then he comes back over with his phone and he goes, is this your cell phone number? And holds up his phone and it is. It is literally my cell phone number to a T, literally the whole thing. And I'm like, oh, like, like how in the world would he have my cell phone number? Like, how would he make that up? Sorry, how would he make that up? So I'm like, oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. And the group app that the cell phone number was on was the brand of the shuttle. So I was like, shoot, like, I guess it is like, maybe there was only the lime green car. The girl didn't know. How would he have my phone number? You know, like literally there is one in one zillion chance that he could make that up. And it was texted to him. Like he didn't write it down. It was someone texted him my phone number. So I was like, oh, like, I'm sorry. Like, so where are you driving to? And I told him that. And he's like, oh, I'm driving to this airport and this airport. uh, Or sorry, this hotel and this hotel. And I'm like, okay. And he said my hotel. And I was like, okay. So I get in his car. Mind you, the 90-year-old people are in the back. So I was like, oh, I'll sit in the front. So I sat in the front with the man. So he puts his GPS into the old people's hotel first, which I was like, oh, I do not feel comfortable with that. So I was like, oh, is there any way to um, take us to our hotel first? He's like, no, it's not on the way. Like, um, we have to go to the old people's hotel first. So I was like, okay. And then I was like, that's fine. So then I look up the route and it is the same route. So I was like, okay. So again, I am looking up the hotel and I am making sure this man is following the route. He is. So he's driving the route, driving the route, um, but he's driving really, really scary. Like 
all over the road, like weaving in and out, like I am scared. And I'm like, dang it, I have to not only save myself, I have to save myself, my friend Virginia, who's not from here, and these 90 year olds in the back. And I'm like panicking. I'm like, at least I know boxing, um, you know, at least, and I'll get into that too. Self-defense, very important. So anyways, he starts driving. He's again, he's driving on this correct path, but he is driving crazy. And I'm like, I do not feel safe in this vehicle. So we pull up to the old people's hotel. Sorry, I keep calling them old people. I feel like that's really rude, but I don't know how else to call them. Like, elderly, sorry, elderly. We pulled up to the elderly people's hotel and they get out. And something in my gut was telling, just get out of the car. Caroline, get out of the car, get out of the car. So I trusted that. Like I had this literal wave over me. So right when the elderly people opened their door, I opened my door immediately because I didn't want him to lock it. Opened it. I looked back at Virginia who's sitting in the backseat. I said, get out of the car. And she's like, okay. So, because she, she doesn't really know, like, I was, like, you know, touring her around, I'm the American, like, I speak the most English, obviously, so I'm, like, Virginia, get out of the car. She's, like, fine. So, I get out of the car, and he starts yelling. He's, like, no, 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 this isn't your hotel. No, 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 like, this is the wrong one. I was, like, I understand, but I'm getting out of the car. And I'm literally, my whole body's out of the car at this point, and I'm going around to get my bags. And he's, like, no, 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 he gets out of the car. And I'm, like, no, no, I'm definitely not getting back in this car. Like, you know, if he is getting out of the car to force me back in the car, negative. So I rip open the back, grab our suitcases and start walking towards the front. He's, he's not running after us. Like, and again, the, by the looks of him, and this might sound cocky or whatever, but like I could take him. I know boxing. I know self-defense. I was like, I felt endangered. Yes. But I was like, okay, I can take this guy. So I start walking away, fast walking, fast, you know, sprinting away towards the hotel, towards the people. And again, he's not running after us, but he's kind of like slowly, you know, quickly walking towards us and screaming, like, get in the car, girl. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So then he like halfway, he's like, get in the car, please. We're going to this hotel. And he says my hotel out loud. And I was like, okay, well, like, put in your GPS then. And he goes, no, 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 I'm not going to put in my GPS. And I'm like, put it in your GPS. And then I will consider getting back in the car. I'm not going to, I will consider it. And he's like, no, 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 no. And mind you, we're in like the outskirts of New York, like never been there, you know, don't know my surroundings. Like my guard is already up. And plus this man, in a lime green car wants me to get in his car. I'm like, no, 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 literally no negative. So he refuses, literally refuses to put my hotel in his GPS because he says he knows where to go. Um, I don't care if he knows, uh, I don't care anything. I had a gut feeling. I walked straight into the hotel, did not care about him and called an Uber. So I'm sitting in the hotel calling an Uber. Virginia's like, really confused but I'm just like I'll explain later like we just needed to get out of the car and she's like all right so I called Uber and then a nice five-star Uber shows up we get in he's very nice and as we're getting into the Uber the lime green car person is yelling at us like you're really you're gonna get in that car and I'm like and I don't even answer I literally don't even answer I just get in the car I tell Virginia shut the door we drive away so that's just a small story and Again, we were totally fine. Nothing really bad happened to me. I just trusted my gut. And seriously, he could have been perfectly fine. And he literally could have driven us straight to the hotel. But something in me was saying, just get out of the car. You can call an Uber. It's going to be okay. Get out of the car. So that's what I did. And so just things like that. like, And I think a lot of times like people feel embarrassed to do things like that because like, you're basically saying like, oh, you're a threat. Like to that man, basically without saying it, I was saying you're a threat. I don't trust you. I'm going to get out of your car. And that's like low key conflict. It's embarrassing. Like, yes, I totally agree. But if it's, if it comes down to your safety, you need to let that go. Let it go. I don't care if you are the nicest person to walk this earth. You need to be firm and you need to trust your gut and get out 
and figure out what's the best option for you in that moment. So that's just a little story, but that kind of leads me into like self-defense. So before I went to Italy and, um, you know, even when I was younger than 18, because I moved to Italy when I was 18, I took self-defense classes. And I think even if you aren't traveling alone or anything, I think everyone needs to take self-defense classes. I think it's a necessity. I think it's highly important to learn skills that they teach you. And yes, I've said this before on the podcast, but I think it's so important. So go to a class. Also, it's like kind of fun. Like it's fun to learn all things. So it's, it's not like as daunting as you think going to a self-defense class. Like it's actually fun. Take friends, like make it a fun thing. Go, you know, with your friends. I think it's like a couple weeks long and you learn a lot. And like, I probably need to go back to refresh a couple things and like, I need to do that soon. But the things I learned, I'm like, wow, I feel confident. Like, yes, of course, if a huge man were to try to get me, yes, it would be horrible and I would have to fight for my actual life. But um, just to know skills that I learned is, you know, it makes me more confident to be alone or be with, you know, a group of girls or even with just my boyfriend. Like, I think anywhere you go, you need to know those things. Also boxing, like me knowing skills of boxing and like, you know, repetitions that we do. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know a lot more than the average Joe about like how to hurt someone. And like, that sounds really bad, but like, it's so important. It's so important. So highly recommend that. Seriously. Okay. Now for more of like the less scary things because I feel like this has been not negative but like just like serious and scary okay so tips I have learned from traveling especially abroad one of the things do not eat at a place where they do not have the prices on a menu don't do it unless it is like a Michelin star restaurant that is one thing like some Michelin star restaurants you go to they're so fancy and like you pay a set price. That's one thing. But like, for instance, I have a story when I w- lived in Italy, we went to Napoli, Naples, and we, um, I went with my American friends. So we're all American and, you know, we speak Italian. Like, again, I don't really, sp- I do not speak Italian. Like I can understand 90% of Italian, but speaking it is another thing. So anyways, like it was like the last month I lived there. So I knew quite a bit of Italian. I was knew the culture like I had been living there for a year. Long story short, we go, I go with my American friends. We go to Napoli and for some reason we're starving. We are absolutely starving. And if you haven't been to Naples, it's, it's like very, I don't know how to say this nicely. Like it's not, um, all rainbows and butterflies. It's very dirty. It has a lot of culture. It's very like Italian. Anyway, it's like one of the dangerous cities in Italy. Um, that's a good way to word it. So anyways, your guard, my guard is up. My guard is always up, but especially in places like that, my guard is really up. So I'm with my friends and there's three girls, including me, and then a boy who's with us. Long story short, we are starving and we walk by this place and this uh, cute Italian man, like typical Italian man comes out and he's like, please eat here. Come on. Are you hungry? And we're like, yes, we're actually starving. So we walk in. He's like, okay, sit down. Like, you know, I'll treat you. No worries. And it was, it was a cute, cute place inside. Like I was like, wow, this actually looks really cute. And there was a couple of people inside, but no one outside. So he sat us outside and it was a nice day, whatever. So he sits us outside and he gives us menu and we look and has no prices on it. Literally zero prices. Like it's just a menu with literally no prices. And we just think it's weird. We're like, okay, like how much is all this? And he's like, oh, no worries. Like for you, I give you a special price. Like no worries. Again, I'm 18. Mind you, I know a lot more than I do. Did then, of course, but we were starving. I was literally starving. So I was like, okay, 
no worries. And I'm like, how much do you think? He's like, oh, like, you know, like 30 euros. I was like, okay, I can do 30 euros. I'm starving. So we literally get our food and it, he brings us like tons of food. Like we order what we want, but then he brings us like extra food. And we tell him, we're like, no, 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 we didn't order this. Like, cause we were like, oh, you messed up. You didn't, we didn't order this. And he's like, no, no, for you, it's no problem. It's a treat. And so then I red flag. I was like, okay, like, but we didn't order this. Like, I'm so confused. Like we do not need all this food. This man literally brought off the whole menu, literally the whole menu. And I'm like, okay. So, and another thought in my head was like, maybe this is a Southern Italy thing because, you know, I lived in Milan, which is North Italy and North Italy is like New York, like very, they're colder, like they're still warm. They're still Italian at the end of the day, but they're colder than the South. So I was like, okay, maybe he is just being really hospitable, but like I'm kind of getting red flag vibes. So then I'm talking to my friends and they think the same. So anyways, we eat the food. He comes, we didn't even finish all the food because it was so much. So we literally didn't touch a lot of plates. So then he comes back out and he's like, okay, here's the bill. Okay. Puts it on the table. And I forget how much it really was, but like, I want to say it was like 375 euros. People, I am 18 years old. It is literally my last month in Italy. I have maybe, maybe, maybe $200 to my name. I spent my whole money. I have no money. Okay. Literally, I'm so poor. I'm about to go home because I do not have money and I need to work. I spent all my money. And my friends are the same. They're young. You know, we're traveling. We're backpacking. We're staying at hostels. Like, we do not have a lot of money. So we were freaking out. We were like, how are we going to afford this? Like, how, literally, how are we going to afford this? Because we still have to go to back to Milan, where our home is. We still have to, like, you know, fly back to America. Like, all this stuff. Like, we cannot afford this. So we start talking to the guy. We're like, what is this? And we're, we're firm. We again with the, you know, be nice until it's needed. This is another scenario. So all four of us are like, what is this? Like, we did not order this. We told you like, what is this? We're arguing with him. And then he like low key starts acting like he doesn't know English. Like he like, it's like, oh no, but no, no, no. And we're like, what the heck? Like this guy just scammed us. Like we can't afford this. So long story short, my one friend Morgan in the group, she had her dad's like emergency credit card, like literally for emergency only. Obviously, this was an emergency for us. So we, she was like, I'll use this. Like it's on it's on me. It's okay. Like, you know, this is for emergencies. This I consider this an emergency. We're like, perfect. So she puts her card down, pays for the $350. But how you pay is like you go up to a um like person. So how the restaurant was situated, again, we're sitting outside, but there's a big restaurant. And then next to it was a little, like literally probably six feet by six feet room. That was like a small grocery store, but it was all produce. Okay. And champagne, like champagne, wine bottles and produce, but literally the smallest room ever and had no door on it. So you walk in to pay. And we can like low key see her. She's like kind of on the corner of her eyes. So she goes up to pay and she goes up to pay. And then all of a sudden we hear this loud, loud crash. And I was terrified. I was like, oh my gosh. So then I get up, check if she's okay. And then all of a sudden I see her sprinting out of that teeny room, produce little grocery store thing. And she's like, run, run, run. So we all get up immediately, like no questions asked and start running. And we start running and the guy is like yelling at us like, mama mia, come back here. And we're running, literally like sprinting down these streets, like winding through these roads. And finally, like we're far enough, like he's not chasing us. And we're like, what happened? Like, what? Like, are you okay? Like, cause we were scared, like a huge crash. And then he was like yelling immediately after the crash. And then she started running. So we're like, Morgan, like what happened? Like, I'm so confused. Like we're terrified. And she's like, oh my gosh. Like when I was in there, she had a backpack on and she was paying. So she paid for the bill. And as she was putting her backpack on, like, cause she got her money out of her backpack, she slung it around her shoulder. And again, the room was so small that she hit one of the champagne bottles 
and it literally fell on the ground but exploded because it was like so fizzy I guess and she said glass went everywhere all in his produce like in the whole little room like it was covered in glass and champagne and like literally he has to get rid of all of that stuff and again we would literally all four of us would not be able to afford that so that's why she was like run 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 because he was like gonna make us pay for it and like we literally would not be able to so anyways running down the road but anyways long story short that's again another scenario where it's like a trust your gut a look for a flag b or sorry a b c c do not go to restaurants where they have no prices on them never 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 never. also if you go to places where it's close to tourist things like you know, the Eiffel Tower, Leaning Tower Pizza, if you go to the closest restaurant, it's going to be the most expensive. Like, don't walk in there and think it's going to be a normal price. It's going to be the most expensive. That might be obvious obvious to some people, may not for others. Like, don't get mad if it is. Like, it's going to be the most expensive restaurant. Um, just warning. So, yeah, that's my story on that. Um, also, Never ride a Vespa or a moped in a different country. Never do it. I don't care who you are. I mean, some places, yes. If it's in the country and, like, not a lot of traffic, sure. You know, if you want to do that for a day, I'm sure that's fine. I personally have never done that. But never trust, you know, people drive differently everywhere. Like, that is a known fact. So, like, us in America, we tend to follow the rules like yes there are bad drivers out there I get it but we are very rule followers because you know we get in trouble in Italy though they all drive bad but it's like they all drive bad so like it makes it work if that makes sense like because if for instance like if I were to drive in Italy which I never drove because I didn't have a license but if I were to drive a car I would most likely get in a car accident because I'm not on the same wavelength as them, if that makes sense. So like if everyone's bad and then there's one good driver, the good driver's going to get hurt. Again, if there's all good drivers and there's one bad driver, the bad driver's going to get hurt. So like know that before you drive, if you have to drive places, but just know like you have to be on your A game. You have to be, you know, present and know that rules are different in different countries and that's just how it is. For instance, I tried to rent a moped in Capri. Again, this was on the same trip of when I was with my American friends. So we went to Naples straight to Capri, which is like a ferry ride away. Rode the ferry, go to Capri. And I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to rent a scooter. Again, I'm 18. I know a lot more now than I did then. But I was like, that sounds so fun. And it literally on the sign, it said 15 euros for the day are you joking? That is so cheap. I was like, I'm doing that. That sounds so fun. So I walk in with my friend, the same girl that literally popped the champagne and ruined this whole guy's produce store. Anyways, that same girl, we try to rent a scooter and I put it in my name. I give him my driver's license and he's like, great, great. And the guy that was checking me out was probably also 18. And he was like, you know, he didn't really know what he was doing. So he's like, here's your Vespa here. You know, here you go. Have at it. So we're literally about to get on the Vespa. Mind you, I have ridden a Vespa or driven, sorry, once in my entire life, but never on a road, like literally on a back road. And it was like a friend of friends Vespa for fun. Okay. I think I can ride this Vespa in Capri, Italy. I don't know who I think I am, but I literally think I can do that. So I'm like nervous. So I like get on the Vespa and my friend is in the back of me behind me and I'm about to rev it. And it's like up this huge hill, like it's hilly. And I'm about to like rev it and take off. And the guy's father who owns the Vespa shop comes out. He's like super Italian. Like you get the picture. And he's like, wait. Sorry, that was Frankie. That was like a perfect time. But anyways, he's like, wait. And I was like, ah, shoot. And I look over at him and he's like, and he has his hand like in front of the moped. And I was like, yes. And he's like, um, so if I was your father, which I'm going to act like a father figure in this scenario, I would not let you do this. And I was defeated. I was so defeated, but I understood. Like, again, I understood. 
I was like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. So I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I just wouldn't let you do this. You know, in Italy, it's different. I know you're from America. Like, it's really not safe unless you really know how to do it. And I was like, okay. And I felt so embarrassed. Like, it, it, I was fine, but I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. So I had to go back in. He had to give me a refund. Like, it was so embarrassing. So as I'm walking out, um, he's like, wait a second. And I'm like, okay. So I turn around. And I was like, what is this guy going to give me a Vespa? Like, he just you know, told me that I couldn't write it. And he was like, I maybe have a friend who has a boat who can take you on a boat ride instead. And I was like, excuse me, because that's what we wanted to do. But again, we had no money. And a boat ride in Capri is like literally 400 euros, like $400. And, you know, that just wasn't in the budget. The $15 Vespa, however, was. Okay, we just got refunded that money. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I have a friend. I feel so bad. Like, I know, like, you want to experience Italy, so I maybe have a friend that could take you. Perfect. So this guy comes, and his name's Antonino, best friends with the Vespa owner guy. And he's like, hi, like, do you want to go on the boat ride? Like, you know, it will be 35 euros for the both of you. Like, I'll take you all around. Like, um, you know, my friend here said, like, you know, you're really embarrassed and he doesn't want you to feel embarrassed and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, is this actually real life? Like I manifested that people, I literally manifested it. So, you know, I check out that this boat ride driver is normal and nice. And obviously the Vespa guy seemed very normal, nice in the sun that was there. Like it's family owned business, like in a very touristy part of Capri, like right off the place where everyone, you know, comes to Capri on the boat. So people around, there's a lot of people on boats. Like I was like, okay, I trust this guy. Like did not have a weird gut feeling. I'm like, I'm going to get on this boat. So I got on the boat with Antonino and my friend Morgan. And we literally spent like hours on that boat, like jumping off, experiencing for 35 euros. Guys, that is literally impossible, impossible to do, impossible. So again, if you're traveling, manifest things and trust your gut and don't rent a Vespa. I will give you that. Also, there is um, uh, Vespas you can rent. They're like, have you guys ever, d- I don't know why I'm asking you guys questions, but if you've ever done, it's I think it's called ride share. So it's like you get in a car, and but you drive the car. That's a thing. I've done that before in D.C. Um, they don't have them everywhere, obviously, but like places like D.C., they have them. You literally like get an app, downloaded it, like, or download it, make sure like, to upload your driver's license, all the things, and you can drive a car like it's your car and park it. And like, there's all these rules. Okay. Anyways, there's those also, but in Vespa form. So like Chris, when we were in DC, he was like, I really want to ride the mopeds. I was like, okay, you do that. So he took the course, like, you know, uploaded his driver's license and he got accepted. And we drove around on Vespa or like mopeds in uh, DC. Anyways, long story short, like we're driving, like it was fine. We have both have helmets, like it's very safe. And um, I was eating, so he like dropped me off. I was with other people, so we're eating, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go get the Vespa." Um, there's one parked like a couple of miles away. I'm gonna walk to, or like a couple of blocks away. I'm gonna walk to it and then come back and pick you up. I was like, "Perfect." So I'm waiting for Chris, and like more time than usual. Usual, like it would usually take him went by like I was like okay I'm a little worried because like he's only a couple blocks away like he said the Vespa was close like where is he so I wait I wait I wait finally Chris rounds the corner in Washington DC and he is bleeding all down his leg and I was like oh my gosh I was freaking out I was like oh my gosh are you okay like he seemed fine but like he's literally covered in blood I'm like are you okay he's like yeah, 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 like, I just fell on my moped, on this moped, like, and he was, like, still in shock, I was like, okay, let's, like, get off the moped, like, sit down for a second, like, drink some water, so, anyways, that was a whole other story, but, like, just be careful on mopeds and those kind of things in general, but, um, yeah, also forms of transportation that you can take that are really good are, like, the city bikes or, like, of course, the scooters, the birds, like, those things are cheaper and uh, cheaper alternatives to, like, of course, Ubers. And in certain cities, like, that is, like, a thing to do. Like, um, 
Washington, D.C., we took the scooters around a lot because, like, there's so much to see. Like, it was really easy to navigate. And in Milan, I always rode bikes because, again, I didn't have my license. I didn't have a car. So I rode the – there were, like, city bikes there, too. So rode the bikes everywhere, like – you know, got comfortable with the metro, like did those things and it was relatively cheap. So those are cheaper alternatives as well. Um, another thing I was going to say is like, uh, oh shoot, what was I going to say? I was talking about Vespa and all of that. Oh, I was going to say like cheap flights, always like know that there are cheap flights to be found. Um, so one app, I love to use is Momondo, M-O, wait, I need to look it up, M-O, M-O-N-D-O, that's one I use, like, religiously, also I use Hopper, um, to find, like, cheap deals, and also Hopper notifies you when, uh, flights drop, so, like, if you want to go to Italy in June, and it's, like, you know, a thousand dollars, like, oh my gosh, that's expensive. It will notify you when it drops. Also book flights on Tuesdays. I don't know why that is a secret recipe. Always has been for me. Book flights on Tuesdays. Okay. And book flights also for, um, wait, sorry. So book flights on Tuesdays and also book early flights, both going and returning. If you do the latest flight, you have more likely of a chance to get delayed. Um, happens every time. Every single late flight that I accidentally booked or booked, you know, because I was the only option, I was out of time, it's always been delayed. It's always, you know, because it's the end of the night, like people get tired, pilots don't show up, or crew doesn't show up, or maintenance people, like always book the early morning flights. You'll get there um, more likely than not, you know, going to the later flight. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I feel like I could write a whole book on traveling, but, um, oh, so if you're traveling solo, literally act like you know what you're doing. Literally be a paid actor. Act like you literally were born and raised there and your whole family from generations and generations on are from there. Like, do not act lost. Do, I don't care if you are so incredibly lost, do not act lost. If you are lost, however always ask if you like literally can't figure it out on your phone. Um, always ask a mother that has, you know, a kid with them or literally is pregnant or any form of mother, even a grandmother. I don't care. Ask them, ask a police officer or someone in charge somewhat like, you know, a train conductor or, you know, the front desk of a uh, hotel lobby, like ask someone like that for directions. Never ask anyone else. I don't care who it is. I don't care if there is the actual love of your life, the cutest man you've ever, or woman you've ever seen in your life is sitting next to you. Do not ask them. Do not ask them. Like, yes, you can say hi. Like, you know, if they're really cute, you can strike up conversation, but don't ask them where you're going because like, then they'll know where you're going. You know what I mean? So ask people that, you know, are, they look normal. Also, don't trust a lot of women, like, because women do lure, lure people in because, you know, they're, they're paid to or whatever. So, like, women are hard, but, like, if it's a mother or, like, a pregnant woman, I for some reason, I always trust them more because, like, they have that maternal instinct in them. Um, Well, like, all women do, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they have something in them more so than, like, a man. So, you know, ask them and I think it'll be fine. But yeah, so do that. Also cheap ways to travel, of course, like buy um, flights that have really long layovers. Yes, it sucks, but yes, it is way cheaper. Like you can find flights to Europe that are so cheap and like relatively speaking from like a normal, quote unquote, normal flight if you have a longer layover in like London, which it will be like up to eight hours, you'll be stuck in an airport, which is horrible, but it is a cheaper way to go if you're looking for cheaper flights. So look for, look for longer layovers if you want a really, really cheap flight. 
Also, like, there's awesome credit cards you can get to build points for your miles. Um, And, of course, the more you travel, the more miles you accumulate. So then you can use your miles to literally buy flights for free using your miles. Um, I'm trying to think about TSA PreCheck is great to pass lines in, you know, airports. I'm sure you guys – some of these things I feel like people know, but I'm just going to rattle off all the ones I know. Um trying to think what else wait I was gonna say something so before I was gonna say oh yeah cheap flights is you know that's a way to go to long layovers also um once you get to a place depends where you are but like there are buses like Europe I'm talking about Europe for the most part um but everywhere. There's usually forms of transportation transportation that are cheaper. For example, in Milan, I took the bus, I took the tram, I took the metro. And like I would take, like every time I flew to Italy or flew like into airports, there's buses that you can get on that are way, way cheaper than a cab or an Uber. And I would just take the bus and travel that way. Also, hostels so like hostels are like hotels but they're way cheaper because you're basically in one huge room with like tons of bunk beds like it depends on each hostel's difference different obviously but when I traveled younger and like I probably still will in the future if like I want to save money or like go the cheaper option is stay in hostels like I did that all the time when I lived in Italy and traveled in Italy, like, in Germany also, I stayed in a hostel, like, literally, it's 10 euros a night to stay in a bunk bed, and you're with other people, and also, that's a great way to um, meet other people, too, because they're from all over the world, they're also traveling, they're also new, but again, keep your guard up, because, you know, they are in a room with you, and, you know, but there are multiple people. So like, at least you have like people around you. So you feel less, um, you feel more safe than not, but still like be aware of your surroundings, of course. And, you know, have fun meeting people though. It is really fun. I've met a lot of people through hostels from again, all over the world. Um, and it's cheap. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I really don't take cabs a lot because cabs rip you off. Like, you pay way more for cabs, I feel like, than an Uber. Um, I am an Uber girl. Like, I feel like some people are both or one way or the other, strongly. I It's not like I'm like, team Uber, yeah. But, like, for some reason, I always use Uber. I never use Lyft. Like, Uber is my go-to. I trust it. It's never failed me. Knock on wood. Hopefully, it never will. But I always use Uber. And also rate the Uber driver, seriously, like if it is a one star Uber and you feel strongly about that, rate them one star. Like I know that's probably obvious, but like I, I think some people like, and I've been in scenarios like this too, like I'm like, I don't want to hear their feeling. No, no, no. You need to rate them how they drove you that day. I don't care if they are in the worst mood ever. Like that is just good information to for people to know in the future that, you know, drive with that guy or girl. So uh, do that and um mm, oh before you get an Ubers any Uber any car of anyone that is not yours or a friend open the door and then wait for them to say your name do not say is this for Caroline or is this for Chris never never do that because what if you got in a car and you're like is this for Caroline and they're like yeah get in no nope then you're toast. You're bye-bye. No, no. Always open the door. And then if they don't say it right away, be like, oh, like, who is this for? And they'll be, oh, Caroline. You're like, perfect. And get in. Because um, literally, how are they going to guess your name? They're going to have to know it. So um, I've been in that scenario one time. I was in Canada with one of my good friends. And we opened the door to this car because it was like, it said our Uber arrived and this car that was the same car. And I think it was even like, I know now they have license plates. That's another good tool. Like on Uber app, it has a license plate. So like always look at the license plate before you get in the car. Like that's obviously a tip. But even if 
you do look at the license plate and it does match just for safety measures to just have them say your name. Anyways, I think it was before that feature was a thing because this was like 2017, 2018. It didn't have the license plate feature on the app. So it was just, you know, with the name and you trusted the people. So I opened the car because it was the same exact car that said it was. And I waited for the guy to say my name and he didn't. And I was like, oh, who's this Uber for? And he looked at me. He's like, oh, this is an Uber. And I was like, okay. And I shut the door. But like, he wasn't scary. He was, I think he literally was a Lyft driver. So like, I think he was expecting people or like something weird. Cause like he acted totally normal that we opened his door and his door wasn't locked. Anyways, long story short, it just wasn't the right guy. You know, we didn't get in a bad scenario and all of that. So always do that. Um, and I think I'm running out of time. I've been talking a long time, but if you have any questions for me or anything else, I'm happy to answer. I hope this helped. Um, also I want people to know like, yes, traveling is such a blessing and a privilege on so many measures, so many, so many measures. And I want to, um, make that known, but also I do want to make it known that there are really cheap alternative ways to travel to your literal dream places, literally. Um, if I can do it at 18, you know, with, you know, the money I had, you can do it. Um, save your money, you know, and again, I'm speaking from a lot of privilege here and I'm a cis white woman in America. So I want to put that out there, but there are options and traveling the world, I feel like in any way possible, even if it's the town over from you, I feel like it just broadens your horizons, obviously, and makes you a well-rounded person because you see and hear all these different perspectives and stories. And I feel like it is just amazing. Um, it's one of my biggest passions, obviously. I'm an Ingram 7, so what can you expect? But anyways, I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm Caroline. You can find me at Caroline Salty on all things. And Joe will be back next week with me. So stay tuned for that. If you like this episode, share it on our Instagram. We love when we you guys do that. Um, follow us on our Facebook group at Middle Ground Podcast. Middle Ground Podcast on Instagram as well. And email us at hello middlegroundpodcast.co we have an advice episode coming out um very shortly so send in all the advice you need and we will answer them on our advice bonus episode uh the thursday of last thursday of every month we do that so send those in we love to hear them we love to read them we appreciate you guys and we'll see you next week bye bye